This is America Matters Media at 93.7 FM, KPGF Sun Valley, your community radio station. agreement with you so we're, we're beating a dead horse okay I'm, I'm not even going to get a hold of ash anymore at heritage bank okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna borrow money from anybody you, you follow me uh, we, we have the money yeah yeah we have All we have to do is find it that's right the following is an America Matters Media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. This is not Nevada and the world, that Freedom Talk Radio, anywhere in the world, anywhere. I'm your host, Brendan Trainer, my co-host, Leland Fagri, and we have Brian, as always, on the board. Hey, Brian is on the board, yep. <laughs> well, you know, the United States of America continues to slide down the slippery slope to tyranny and oppression, and uh, it's just amazing what the American people have been put through. I can't see how anybody could support the Democratic Party, especially... Well, they don't know. After this. Yeah, I know. The normies don't no, know. No, they don't right? know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the effect of public schools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, people! Snap out of it! That's a Roseanne Barr about yeah. <laughs> trying to alert the American people. The <laughs> well, you know, we had the uh, Attorney General of the United States, who happens to be Jewish, Attorney General Garland. A lot of people don't know that about no, him, do they? No, a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. He appointed uh, the U.S. Attorney Weiss, the same U.S. Attorney that gave Hunter Biden the sweetheart deal or the, negotiated it. Who also happens to be Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> It's just are we connecting the dots here? Is men and women of the FBI and the Justice <laughs> Department are dedicated, patriotic uh -huh. public servants. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. It's all a coincidence. Sure it is. Yeah. yeah. We would, uh, the appointment was actually <laughs> illegal. Now, this is uh, another Jewish person at a, a Dershowitz. A third Jewish person? Dershowitz, no. Alan Dershowitz? Sometimes he's a fink, but sometimes he's good. You I know? see. Uh -huh. But he uh, he said that uh, it was illegal, and I've heard other people ratify that. The regulations state the special counsel must be picked from, from the outside, outside the government. Yeah. Right. They can't just appoint another government flunky uh, to take so over. So right the there, right. They've they've charged. They've they've behaved in a way. That it's they, a lot of Jews. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> that that a a. Uh, an appeal would, would result in the vacation. They'd have to vacate the that part of the arrangement, mm -hmm. the legal part, a part of this. Right. And I think Jonathan Turley is saying the same thing, that almost all of this thing can be overturned if it's brought properly to the Supreme Court, to the to appeals the process. Court, yeah. yeah. Well, in the meantime, though, he's, it, it's throwing a monkey wrench. Yeah, it is. Into yeah. the free speech and the presidential campaign. 
Uh, now, Garland will find some way to say that he he has inherent powers or something. Get him out of here! To, to get around that To statue? get around the regulation? It's very Talmudic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> get him out of here! It's, uh, you know, disobeying the spirit of the law while just hewing to some kind of letter of the law. That's, I see. That's the Talmudic way. But... Um, now, the judge in the conspiracy case in Washington, D.C., Tanya Chukton, yes. <laughs> You're a lime dog-faced pony soldier. Isn't she an Obama pointy? Yes, and she worked in the uh, same law firm as Hunter Biden did. Uh, how about yeah. that? But, you know, there's no, no uh, conflict I think it's there. just coincidence. And then uh, Jack Smith, the infamous prosecutor on the Mar-a-Lago scene, he worked for Loretta Lynch <laughs> in the IRS. <laughs> Because really, all this is is the process of saving Obama's legacy. That's what it is. That's yeah. what this is. Yep. A lot of people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the administration, the deep state, as we've been describing it here and elsewhere, it has been described, really uh, uh, evolves around the culmination of the Clinton-Obama years. Right. Right we up to the present it. day. We did it, Joe. So it's been a, a, a succession of uh, despotism from that point to the, this very moment that, that we're all fighting now and we're seeing resulting in this litigation. Well, yeah, but Obama was also largely a Clinton yeah. follower, mm-hmm. a Clinton camp, mm-hmm. neoliberal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're really laughing that, like that anymore. Mean old Russians, I mean. Yeah. That's what now we get the uh, the biggest Fanny in Georgia. Yeah, Fanny Tillis. Isn't she a sight, though? Yeah, she let one slip, and we can smell it here in Nevada. And you know something that uh, when they posted the uh, indictment the other day, there's another breach, legal right. breach. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the ramifications are, but I mean, you mean by posting it early yeah, before? But, yeah, yeah, that was true, and. Uh, there were also misspellings in the indictment. Yeah, there was also misspellings. I mean, these people are just sloppy, if, I, if nothing else. We're yeah. changing people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts right there. Right. <laughs> you know, he can't find his way off the stage. We know this because we've seen him stumble when he leaves the podium yeah. or the lectern. Mm-hmm. But he also can't find his way on the stage. You see what happened yesterday? I didn't. I missed what happened. They introduced the president of the United States, and he didn't come out. Democracies <laughs> are not defined by our bad days. No, they're yeah. not. But I'm telling you, they are bad days. So this her case has 19 in, indictees, including Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell. Remember her, the yeah, attorney sure. with the fire hoses of evidence. Mm-hmm. Even an attorney who now works uh, for DeSantis. Uh, Trump's steep of chest. Oh, what's his name? Meadows. Okay. Yeah, I got that. Trump's steep of theft. Meadows and numerous others. Now, Meadows has already filed a motion to remove this to federal court. Right. And I I think that the the overwhelming uh, consideration here is that he will be successful. Yeah, well, shouldn't that? His indictment. I don't know the legal rules, but I would think that would apply to Trump, too. I think it will, yeah. But at at least in his case, it looks like it will be successful. They, You know, they... 
they claimed that when he tweeted out that people should watch uh, OAN news mm-hmm. because they're going to talk about the election, yeah. that was a yeah. that was a cry. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, this thing is laughable if it wasn't so serious that, uh-huh. that some people actually consider. You know, she's throwing everything at the wall and ho- hoping that something sticks. Well, yeah, Fanny. I, I mean, uh, Fanny is. Yeah, they all are. Yeah, well, they all are. Yeah. Want to expand your advertising problem? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. Uh, well, you know, Iowa State Fair was a big gathering of candidates. Always a big deal. Yep. Um, <clears throat> RFK Jr. was there. And uh, he was also on Tucker Carlson's show. <laughs> and then he reiterated his claims that the U.S. Uh, biological labs in Ukraine are for bioweapons. Yep. And he says that uh, modern DNA technology makes it possible to create some very, very bad things. Now, he also says he has to talk about vaccines. So he says... Vaccines and bioweapons are usually designed together because they know that there will be blowback. In other words, the bioweapons, always the wind changes and the diseases or whatever gets blown back on the <laughs> on you. So they always design them together. Now, he, he has said recently, too, that COVID-19 was created in Fort Detrick, not Wuhan. Now, I, this is what RFK is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm going to connect the dots a little. We're not, I know we're not supposed to do our we're own not. research or connect any, find any patterns in okay. reality, because that's a conspiracy. CNN that tonight. will be a conspiracy. Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Sachs says he believes the virus also has a U.S. laboratory signature. And uh, Ron Unz. Well, we know, paid for it, even if it wasn't. Somewhere the pandemic. <laughs> That's another one of his. Yeah, that was Francis Collins who's yeah. implicated in this whole cover-up, along with uh, Fauci. Nice acoustic guitar there, though. Yes. <laughs> now, Ron Unz of the Unz Review, he has consistently maintained that the U.S. spread the virus in Wuhan in November, or even earlier, at military games with China, and he believes we also hit Iran with a bioweapon, because... Um, Iran was very hard hit. A lot of their senior older officials died. Somewhere <laughs> past the pandemic. Somewhere. When we're free. Oh yeah. Now, the FDA also came out and said that, uh, you know, we never really told you you couldn't use ivermectin to treat. Right. No. Oh, they're retracing their steps now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just sent out uh, memes you know yeah. pe- saying you know this is horse medicine knock it off you mm-hmm. know but we didn't tell you, you it's more about what they didn't say <laughs> than what they did say in right. here is dr fauci vehemently disagreeing with dr fauci <laughs> people should not be walking around with masks no you don't need a mask no. our masks 
Are they theater? Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Oh, Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. But here is Dr. Fauci. Yeah. And by the way, uh, since you're referencing RFK's remarks with Tucker, Rand Paul has said effectively the same thing right. about these various issues. So right. I mean, there's, and and Dr. Paul, of course, is a doctor. <laughs> so take away so what you Dr. what Rand you Paul. want from that, right. but RFK uh, is agreeing with Rand Paul. Exactly. Yes. So. Um... I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, the uh, so to, he's trying to, Biden is trying to pivot away from the debacle that was the whole mandatory COVID. He's trying to blame it on Trump, but Trump never put the mandates in. Well, he can try to do that all he wants, but yeah. the fact of the matter is they're, they're ratcheting up hysteria over this new strain. So he's going to push uh, the global warming agenda instead. So, uh, and he's going to talk about what he calls Bidenomics. Yes. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah, it really is enough. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of global warming, you, you know the electric. He's plagiarizing again, isn't yeah. he? Biden. Yeah. He's plagiarizing Marx this time. Yeah. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? The electric bus maker Proterra Incorporated, yeah. which was a favorite of President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris and had contracts with 135 transit agencies and $309 million in revenue, filed bankruptcy last week because it couldn't turn a profit after nearly 20 years. But it turned a corner here on Virginia Street. There, there, those, some, some of those buses are some operating of, yeah, here. Yeah, they're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boy, Kamala really loves those electric buses. Oh, she buses, loves buses, she? yeah. You know, you could plug your USB cord Who doesn't in? love a bus? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> And then, nope. uh, you know, Michael uh, Schellenbacher, the, uh, you know, you remember here from the Twitter files, possibly he testified yeah. oh, along sure. with Matt Tavey. Mm -hmm. he, he's coming out with a documentary that says that these uh, offshore industrial windmills are killing whales. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. There seems to be some substance to this. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. The, uh, first of all, they make noise. So it attracts they them. Generate underwater noise. Remember the big controversy over U.S. submarines and whales beaching and everything a few years ago? Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing is happening with the windmills. Plus, they kick up soot from the floor of the ocean that uh, gets in the whales' gills and prevents them from feeding properly. This way to go, a hole. <laughs> there's all kinds of pr problems with uh, renewable energy. There's always trade-offs. There's never. A totally good solution, a totally bad there solution. There isn't? No. Disappointed! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then... It does also, look that way. Yeah. There's a windmill off the coast of England that's on fire, and it's throwing out more pollution in a day than it uh, because of the fire than it would save in a year. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi... Some of you... <laughs> <laughs> declares that America will cease to exist if Trump becomes president again. Oh, yes. And yeah. she's claiming that it would be like the world being on fire. So see, there you go. Some of you may not have realized <laughs> that I'm not part of the club. 
and isn't it look doesn't it look like it's on fire already so yes. what is she saying you know, what how how much worse well, could it's, it be it's not it's uh, you know it's global boiling it's yes, not right. global warming that's right anymore. i forgot that from last week's show yes right? <laughs> uh but meanwhile uh hawaii is burning up and biden refuses to do anything but he sent another 24 billion dollars to ukraine and somebody's bought up lahaina Did you see and that? now the weather forecast with greta thunberg Hot. It's hot, man. That was the weather with Greta Thunberg. <laughs> and uh, there's another uh, competing story out of San Francisco that they have someone has purchased an, an area mm. larger than the city of San Francisco itself, adjacent to the city of San Francisco. That property. Oh. What the hell is that? I don't know. Yeah, it's a big story. So they've bought Lahaina, and they've bought an area, an acreage adjacent to San Francisco. It's larger than the city of San Francisco. Who the hell's doing that? China? Is it China? I don't know. I don't know. But Biden has not has said nothing about the flooding in China either. So he doesn't care about fires in Hawaii or flooding in China. Now I Trump, I think, would have called Z well, about it and offered him some kind of condolences. So I make no apologies for taking down that balloon. <laughs> Well, he did. Trump did issue a statement on Trump the did, yeah. yeah, but not Biden. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, he, well, said, he doesn't know where the bathroom is. Man. <laughs> he said China is run by bad people. So a couple of weeks ago, I thought he said they weren't bad folks. Folks, remember he said no, that during the they campaign. They said they're bad people. So now they're bad people. And the debt Belt and Road is a debt trap, which has never been proven; has been disproven. And he said the Chinese economy was was failing but it's actually has a five percent growth so he's he's all over the place with the different uh, types of lies well there's nothing unusual about that from, <laughs> from joseph robinette biden it's all part of the plan <laughs> no bibek has been uh, moving is some some polls show him higher than uh, desantis mm-hmm and uh, he came out, you know, I've been looking more into him because, you know, the fact that he's Indian, I got snippets of what he said about China. And I think it's typical Indian, you know, dislike for China. But then he says he came out with some really good proposals. He said we should maintain our strategic ambiguity, which is our official policy over Taiwan until his term is over 2029, in which point. We will be self-sufficient in manufacturing computer chips. Once we get the computer chip situation done, then he will say, well, forget it. Taiwan is China. Well, and pharmaceutical supplies as well. Yeah. Well, because the whole, the whole original idea from Henry Alfred Kissinger, Heinz Alfred Kissinger, was to create a dependency, a codependency. Mm -hmm. They need us. We need them. Everybody's happy, right? That that's built. That was the basis of their new world order. That's why mm -hmm. they brought them in, in the first place. So that is a fundamentally flawed argument. If you value sovereignty, independence, independent nations, and of course the United Nations doesn't like that idea either. So, yeah. so that's where that's where this is all leading. Now Vivek said he will pardon actual named people. He has a much more detailed and articulate program than uh, Trump has so far. He says he will pardon Trump, Assange, Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh, yeah? You know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast button. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. K-pop people! Snap <laughs> out of it! <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, there's somebody mad at the... Uh, and he's calling up folks like me and you, I guess, as eugenicons. Are you a eugenicon? I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, columnist Michael Lynn published a piece on the website uh, Compact Against the Eugenicons, in which he... Uh, says it's impossible for the Republican Party to win over working-class white and non-whites by adopting uh, the idea that, uh, and he talks about GOP donors, journalists, think tankers, and activists. Well, I didn't know there were that many people talking about this. That's amazing. <laughs> There's a whole other world out there. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, around... Uh, organizing politics around hereditary theories that claim that the patterns of class and race in America and the world are the result of unalterable DNA. And he calls least them... speak English English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the climate crisis. You know. So Linda is particularly calls out Charles Murray of the American Enterprise Institute who wrote the book, uh, 30 years ago, The Bell Curve, and mm -hmm. uh, Steve Saylor of Tacky Mag and the Uns Review. And he says, uh, basically, I think he's saying that they're using vague government statistics, uh, which are quite vague. Yeah. I, I have a, I don't like them either. They're called, they're, you know, talking about Hispanic, non-Hispanic. And, uh, but as Steve Saylor points out, he ignores the data in the Philadelphia Neurodevelopment Study. He does. And the what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> and the Adolescent Brain Cognitive Development Database, which is the gold standard. Uh, and so it's, it's getting more and more able to actually differentiate uh, uh, the... Uh, the different categories of ethnicity and race as related to IQ. Well, you wouldn't know it by looking at this graph. Nope. <laughs> uh, Lee is referring to a graph I published, the genetic racial admixture of ABCD ethnicities. But it is, it's a little confusing to look at it, but it goes, it lists a whole bunch of different ethnicities and then it lists how exactly much each one of these are as far as their ethnicities. Now, to give you an example. You mean ethnic origin? You're uh, to origin? Ethnic DNA is, okay. is applied. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman, the first <laughs> of all three of those to hold this position. The first of all three of those. She's a historical figure. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's talking about self-identifying. So if you self-identify on a government oh, uh, form as yeah. Hispanic or, or other Mexican, I think those are the two categories. Uh, white Hispanic and other Mexican, uh, it's very vague. You you can't really draw any conclusions about it. But man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> as Sailor points out, uh, this uh, NIH standard cognitive tests do do a good job, and it seems to confirm pretty well to what people are self-identifying as. For example, uh, the ten-year-olds who were studied. Uh, 
Those who identified as white Hispanic were determined to be generally 61% white DNA with average IQ of 92. But those who ID'd as other Mexican were 44% white with an average IQ of 89. Now, these are not really big differences between the different Hispanics. But when you get into, for example, uh, one standard deviation above us is the above the white people, which is the average uh, IQ of whites is 100, which is considered the average for humanity. Uh, one standard deviation above us is the Ashkenazi Jews, and one standard deviation below us is the U.S. blacks. <laughs> so uh, I, I even saw a study that uh, states that if I, as a white male, were to marry an Asian woman and, uh, and have offspring, chances are that child will have a few points higher IQ than expected. Oh, I believe that. I wouldn't, but wouldn't be surprised by that. If I were to marry, now this is going to get us in trouble. Liam. <laughs> <What is it? laughs> if I if I were to marry a black woman and have a child, the child will likely be a few IQ points below what would be expected. <laughs> well, but, you just weren't doing your part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you know. I think that Caucasians should be limited to people, to ethnicities that are, arise from north of the Caucasus Mountains. And Take up, people! <laughs> Snap out of it! So sayeth Brendan Trainer. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, Professor McDonald has, has pointed out that this is getting a little bit off, not on a tangent here, but, you know, the white European race consists of the original hunter-gatherers that were in Europe from pre, you know, Paleolithic times, sure, um, and mostly in uh, Northern Europe, Scandinavia, Northern Germany, Gothic. France, yeah. yeah, and the uh, horsemen that came out of the steppes, Indo-European, mm -hmm. uh, you know, migrants from uh, the Russian steppes. You know, all the domestic horses in the world comes from one city in Russia or one area in Russia, an ancient tribe. And they first domesticated horses, and uh, all the domestic horses have a lineage from that particular area. Even those here in Washoe Valley? Even in Washoe Valley. I'll be darned. Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah. Well, they're not domestic. They're They've wild. come a long way. Yeah. But I think they were domestic, and they ran away most of the wild God, horses. God, I love those horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and particularly, you know, we talked about um, how the Jewish people uh, manipulate the, the, that they're Caucasian. You know, they, they're, they're Caucasian when it benefits them, but then they're Semitic if you criticize them. You can't be anti-Semitic. Right. You know? Yeah, they want it both ways. Yeah, they do. So, um, the uh, and McDonald goes into a whole lot of thing about the differences. Like, the Semitic peoples, both Arabs and Jews, are more collectivists, and they prize kinship over merit. So they're more willing to, uh, you know, uh, um, oh yeah, the, can, promote their cousin, their own, yeah, no matter how bad he is, than than somebody that's actually done a better job. Sure, and they also have a longer history of polygamy and patriarchy. Oops, <laughs> <laughs> but the the European peoples were more monotheistic, more individualistic, more meritocratic. meritocratic um, for example, the Romans, I mean, they were 
you know, they killed, they conquered and slaughtered all these people, but... <laughs> oh, they, my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> but they were very individualistic. You could rise from uh, the ranks of a peasant to be a general and even occasionally an emperor, you know? Mm -hmm. So... An occasional the, emperor. An occasional emperor. <laughs> oh, hell no! <laughs> so, uh, he... this. Uh, Lynn believes that right-wing shock jocks... Are, are we shock jocks? Uh, I guess you, some might describe Somebody us Somebody might describe us as a shock sure. jock. I don't know. We have no place doing research or explaining research. That's not very nice. <laughs> it's but, kind of exclusionary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of discriminatory. Uh, but, you know, the thing is that I... I had, I'm not a PhD, but I at least understand the philosophy of science. I have a certificate in legal research, and I'm a, trained in libertarian skepticism. I think that's a good trait. Well, I think it's it's highly regarded, actually. Yeah, enlightenment skepticism. Sure, because a lot of those uh, doctorates don't know a blessed thing anyway. No, and most mainstream media journalists are simply too lazy or too coerced or it's not well, in their interest. Well, they're, they're to drawn do into research. that certification nonsense, and, and all it just means is you've kissed you you know what all the way up to the top. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it means. So we should leave it up to researchers. Now, Professor Pesta again from the University of Cleveland. He's in court because he did one of these interracial IQ studies, uh, checking DNA uh, against IQ results. Uh oh. Yes. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> now, I remember he's uh, in court because they fired him from his tenure job for doing that. Now, Jordan Peterson, you know, when Charles Murray went out and uh, a couple of years ago or a year or two ago, he published a book that was basically a call to action about all his previous work with the bell curve and everything. Mm -hmm. And he went on a little tour talking to black uh, conservative intellectuals. And, uh, you know, frankly, most of them were not too enthusiastic about what he said. And you can't blame him. Who wants to be told? Nope. Nobody. Your race has a particular evolutionary brute fact. Nope. Yeah. 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 Nobody wants to be told. Yeah. So, but Glenn Lurie, I don't know if you know Glenn Lurie, but he's a black nope. kind of libertarian uh, type of dude. And he, he followed up and he went on with Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson was explaining how. He's a clinician, you know, he's not just a lecturer. He works with people. He and he works in IQ. But he said it took him hours to teach a middle-aged man with an IQ of 80 how to properly fold the letter to insert it in an envelope. Wow, that's something else. Yeah. It's very real.
You tell him. Right. So we're now in the third month of the uh, heralded Ukraine contraoffensive that uh, Lindsey Graham and others said would uh, be a great success. Uh, Anderson Cooper admitted, finally, that the offensive would had no chance of succeeding because it didn't have sufficient air power. Mm-hmm. A trans girl is a girl. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's amazing that they would even admit that, but I wonder when they're going to admit that they coerced Ukraine to reject the peace deal that was on the table in March of 2022. You know, at that time, Russia had not, annexed any of these territories. They had recognized uh, Donetsk and Luhansk as the baby countries or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. Right. And um, on the peace deal would have left them as independent states, left Crimea with Russia, and guaranteed, uh, and Ukraine would have uh, changed its constitution to say it would, not, it would be neutral, would not be a part of NATO. And Ukraine had actually initialed that, and it was sent to Moscow when yeah, right. I Boris Johnson yeah. showed up. It was in Turkey where they were negotiating and told them, don't do it. We will support you. We'll give you all the super weapons you need, you know, mm-hmm. no problem. And then now Ukraine is in the lurch. I mean, in Vilnius, he, uh, Zelensky found out that there's practically no way he's ever going to be part of NATO. And, you know, that's just, we just led them down the primrose path, as Mearsheimer likes to call it. So that spring offensive is not really no. happening. Huh? No. <laughs> I, I see mean, now where Russia has thwarted another ground attack of, quote, saboteurs from Ukraine. Yeah, that's what they're calling because they're no longer trying to go with motorized tanks so Mm -hmm, much. mm -hmm. Uh, They've given up on that because all the tanks are being destroyed. More guerrilla-like behavior then. Yeah, they're attacking in in, uh, our soldiers are attacking, Mm -hmm. you know, with with whatever artillery support they can gather. And they're gathering a lot of foreign weapons and explosives in in this process. So, I mean, they just, it becomes more difficult for Ukraine to mount an offensive uh, day by day. Yeah, they, um, they showed a burning... British Challenger 2 tank and you see the British the British army is below NATO standards it's really in bad shape but they were proud of their Challenger 2 tanks <laughs> so then they send it over to Ukraine and it gets burned up another thing when the when these uh, equipment arrive in Ukraine they always take pictures of it to show the Ukrainian to, people to demonstrate that we're boost morale sure. you know mm-hmm. But unfortunately, these pictures are allowing the Russians to figure out exactly, exactly which what divisions the, what they're getting and what, <laughs> how to react to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a terrible. Thing. <laughs> You'd think they would just reverse the behavior. Yeah, no, no, they they always these neocons they always double down. So in the southern front, uh, they do have a little bit of a bulge that you can actually see on a map. But uh, the Russians are counterattacking, and uh, they haven't still haven't reached the first defense line. They're a little close to it in one area, but they haven't reached the first defense line. And uh, the Russians are inflicting a lot of casualties, and they're they're talking about there was one uh, city where uh, the 
the 200, one to 200 Russian soldiers fended off thousands of, U of Ukrainians in multiple attacks and then retreated in good order to the south, the southern part of the city. But they're still not even in the conflict zone in that case. They're, not, they're no, you know, it's just incredible. Then in Bakhmut, the Ukrainians have, have been putting so many people in the land bridge that they've kind of stopped trying to take back uh, the flanks around Bakhmut in the center of, of, the, of the conflict. And the Russians are counterattacking there and making good gains. And then in the north, the Russians are making very good, good gains. They're knocking out, um, uh, you know, chunks of land at a time, you know, at least several kilometers instead of several meters. And they're about to lay siege to uh, one city called Kupiansk, which is a central hub transportation hub if they capture that city they will uh, the dude minds this will not stand you know <laughs> this aggression will not stand man <laughs> so it's not going it's not going well it's not going well no no it's not going well but we're still sending them 25 billion dollars yeah so, still the money flows over there not uh -huh. to lahaina no nope. not to lahaina but <laughs> to kiev <laughs> and it's not going well. No, it's not. No, it's not. Now, we haven't even talked much about uh, Pakistan, Imran Khan. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a CIA operation. Yeah, that is. Uh, <clears throat> since 1947. <laughs> you know, we, we are trying to use Pakistan as a fulcrum between India and China. And Pakistan is Sunni Muslim, and the Indians don't like the fact that... Uh, we supported Pakistan against India in the 60s, and Russia supported India. And that's part of the reason why India digs Russia. <laughs> they won't, they won't uh, condemn the uh, Russian military operation. But uh, Pakistan is very unstable. It's poor, and they have uh, nukes. You know, they yeah, have nuclear weapons. That's the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so... Uh, <clears throat> Imran Khan gets elected, and he's Western educated. Yep, a former uh, professional uh, cricket player. I, I, I was pretty imp impressed by him when I've yeah, seen when him see on occasion. Mm -hmm. We have now a window of opportunity to create this global reset, which we all need, <laughs> which we all desire. Yeah. So then, so naturally, we had to uh, trump up charges and coup him, and. Uh, you know the streets were full of Pakistanis. He's yeah. no no doubt he's the most he's quite popular, popular, very popular political figure. Mm -hmm. He uh, also had the temerity to visit Russia right at the start of the military operation, <laughs> and he's uh, getting friendly with China. So we can't have that, and it's not because we want Pakistan to be free in quotes. You know, it's because we want to play these different countries off each Re other, regional games. Yeah. And then, you know, divisa et uh, impera, divide and rule. That's mm -hmm. that's the U.S. slogan under mm -hmm. the since uh, 1947 <laughs> 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 under the liberal world order. So that's a this is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Yes. So Pakistan is an, another potential powder keg that's going to go off. Uh, in, in the Sahel, in Africa, we've been talking about uh, what's going on and how uh, 
that is a potential powder keg about to go off. There's already some uh, fighting going on. I've heard there were some French air raids, but I wasn't able to confirm that. I didn't hear about that. But yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to hear it. Yeah. yeah. So that's not very good. Now, and a lot of it is the fact that a lot of the problem is that the African countries, for either their Islamic or their own tribal situation, they don't want to. They don't want to hear about the uh, rainbow flag thing. They don't want you to hear uncircumcised about the yeah. 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 Hell, I don't want to hear about it either. <laughs> 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 but um, so the World Bank has decided to cut off uh, any loans to Uganda because they, they refuse to decriminalize uh, homosexuality. And, and Russia and China doesn't bother with that you know you're gay you're jewish and cringe <laughs> you're not even funny and i'm epic and based in red time. not even funny not even funny no so you know the thing is you know we just can't let go of this uh it's such it's new england brahmism it's it's this idea <laughs> that we are the exceptional country to the extent that we have to impose our will on everybody else in the world it's it's just and incredible. once upon a time we didn't do that no once upon a time yeah, you know it's hard to remember that country but the the motto for the u.s used to be mind your own business yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that country that's uh, uh, well some say it started at least with Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, oh, very much so. I'd say it began with Lincoln and was pretty much finished by Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, yeah. It's been all downhill since then. It's it's hard to figure out where it Even was. democracies <laughs> are not defined by our bad days. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so the countries of the world are taking sides, all right. You're either with us or against yep. us, and most of them are against us. <laughs> yep. You know that old uh, Yes Minister, Yes Prime Minister show on uh, BBC years ago? Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things they said was, you know, are you with us? You know, is he with us? You know, they would always go back and forth. To finish the uh, Russia-Ukrainian uh, story, said Russian General Gennady Sitko, who was purged by Putin, found dead from an unknown...